Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Starting a new series tonight on a Wednesday night for a Wednesday night series. And sometimes we do this, we run back-to-back series, stuff going on on Sunday, stuff happening on Wednesday, different series. Uh, so don't let that confuse you. But we're going to start a series tonight, and we're just going to call it There Is Hope. Can everybody say, There Is Hope? There is hope, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. And if, if, if I understand people correctly, people need a good dose of hope. <laughs> and um, and I, I just really felt like during this political season we're in and all, all the stuff's going on in our world, it'd just be good to talk about our hope and where it's anchored. So we're going to talk about it a few weeks. I don't know how long we'll go, but we're going to chat at it for just a little while. But there was a young man whose name was, whose name was Michael who, when he was in a high school, went on a missions trip to Africa, and uh, something very tragic happened. He was with his father. He was in high school, 18 years old, and went to Africa, and a tragic, tragic thing happened. He, he con- contracted a, a terrible disease that infect his, infected his kidneys, and since high school, he has been in and out of the hospital. He has had kidney failure, had to go into dialysis, um, has been at death's door numbers of times. I'm telling you, that was just, it just is a very, very tough thing. All in all, uh, in the battle that he was facing, God spoke to him one day. And when I read this, it spurred me to, to kind of want to minister to people in this category because this is this is just crazy powerful with all of this stuff that this guy has went through he said God spoke to him one day and told him this he said you have so much faith in who I am and what I can do but Michael you have no hope for your for your situation crazy faith but no hope for your situation. So I'm asking you in this congregation tonight is this, do you have hope in your current situation in life? Do you have hope? Do you experience hope? Do you feel hope? And whatever yours, because yours, yours is obviously completely different. Michael, all of us have that unique thing that is different and unique to us. And we could stand up tonight and have testimony service of what our unique thing is that we're in. But do you have hope in your situation? I'm going to throw out some Bible to you tonight. We'll have it on the screen for you. But if you want to write it down for your study throughout the week. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 through 16, I want to read. And I'm going to kind of catch, start in the middle of the verse. And sometimes when y'all see a dot, dot, dot up there, that means... I'm not, it's not the complete verse, but I'm trying to take the part that really applies to what we're talking about. So that's, I'm not trying to trick you on that. I'm just trying to save a ton of reading, okay? But look at here, but 1 Peter 3, 15 through 16, but in your hearts, regard Christ the Lord as holy. I believe we do that. 
Always being prepared to, I love this, always being prepared to make a defense, to, to become a defense lawyer, if we can say, for what reason? To anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Isn't that good? Man, that's like, so I'm going to always have something prepared when someone says, why do you have hope? Because in this current world that we're living in, folks, people don't, are not finding hope. They're finding hope in all the wrong things, and we'll talk about that later. But they see hope in a Christian, and, and if you're carrying hope, a carrier of hope, and, and they see that in you, and they say, what is that hope in you? He says, always have a defense. In other words, be able to give an explanation of where your hope is anchored. Isn't that good? Love that, love that. So many people are missing that, this, this very key life ingredient of hope. And hopefully, 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 you find out how powerful and needful hope is in your life. And maybe you find that maybe it's missing. What is hope? What is hope? I'm going to give you a few definitions, and I'll do that throughout the series, but even a few tonight. What is hope? Why is it a key to our lives? Why do, why do so many of us just forget about it. Hope is this. One of the definitions is hope is the excitement for the future. It's excitement for the future. He described it as a substance that we need today in order to make it in our tomorrows. It's an excitement for the future. It's, it's looking towards um, Tamara in our life that it's, it's, it's doing the work today to make sure that I have a tomorrow and a bright tomorrow. It's almost like it's important, as important in our life as, as food or, or sleep or water. It carries us through our day knowing that there is a hope in our tomorrow. It's the belief that something even better is waiting for us. Now, when I say that, I know as Christians, we instantly, and I'm not disregarding this, and I'll probably teach on this somewhere in, in this series, but it's instantly our mind goes to heaven, right? And, and that's not a trick there. My mind goes to heaven because that's our eternal reward, amen? And I'm thankful for that. And I don't want to take of that. And the Bible has much to say about the hope being anchored in those things. But I'm going to tell you something this. Hope is the belief that something even better is waiting for us right now. I mean, some people live like they've lost their best friend now, but can't wait to get to heaven. I want you to, I want you to have life now that's more abundantly. Is that okay? Abundant life now. Living and maxing out what God has for you right now, having that hope in your today, right here today on, what's the date today? I'm, is it the second? thought it was the second. Right here on, at the, on the second, having hope, hope, hope in your life today. So the dictionary definition of hope is this. It's a feeling that something good will. Everybody say will. Believe that something, feeling that something good will happen or come true. So I'm going to just key off of that word 
wheel a little bit. Wheel. The word wheel is key to this definition here. Listen to this. When you have hope, you don't think maybe. Maybe and hope don't go together. Okay? So real hope and true hope is anchored in the wheel right here in this definition. So I will, I will, it will happen. Or, or it, it's just not, it's not something that I'm wishing, but I am believing with it's like I'm standing on concrete that it will come to pass. It will happen. It will come true. And you have a feeling that there's really is something better in store for you. You, you, give, you give a person walking through an illness, a disease, that could be multifaceted there what we, in that, that right there. Whatever you're walking through, whether it's the old age disease, that's my mom. My mom always says she has the AGE disease. If it's if it's in that disease or or it's some kind of illness or sickness, whatever it may be, if you lose hope, am I telling the truth? You lose hope, you're of all men most miserable. But if you walk through the disease or the aging or, you know, and you have a hope, I'm going to tell you, it makes the days a lot sweeter when you have a hope for tomorrow. And don't lose your hope. This is a a statement by a a paragraph that I want to read to you by a gentleman by the name uh, G.K. Chesterton. He wrote a book. He's a Christian apologist, and he's also an author, and he said this. He says, hope, listen to me real close. I should have put this on the screen because it's, it's real, real deep. But it says this, hope is the power of being cheerful in circumstances which we know to be desperate. It is true that there is a state of hope which belongs to bright prospects and the morning. But that is not the virtue of hope. The virtue of hope exists, listen closely, only in an earthquake and in an eclipse. I know this is deep, but hang with me. For practical purposes, it is at the hopeless moment that we require the hopeful man. And the virtue either does not exist at all or begins to exist at that moment. Exactly at the instant when hope ceases to be reasonable, it begins to be useful. You don't need, I mean, you're not thinking about hope when everything's going great. Everything's, I mean, you're just, you know, you're just excited about life. But it's when the, the terminology here used was an earthquake or the eclipse happens in your life. When really the hopeful man stands up and really starts providing you the strength that you need. Now, I read that and I know it's a little dark, but I wanted to read it because it really showed us, shows us that hope is, is really, really deep. It's, it's, got, it's anchored in this something deep in our life that is more than just you know, in, the, in all of the, the, the mountains of our life, but it, it really stands out and shows itself in the valley. 
Listen to this text. It says Hebrews chapter 6, and, and I'm, I'm going to just jump around a little bit, but I'm going to read here. And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness, to have the full assurance of hope until the end, listen to this, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, you're going to have to meditate on that in, in a morning devotion or something. There is, that's crazy deep right up in there. But really, really let that speak up in your life. It is during our most troublesome moments. It's in those eclipses, in those earthquakes, when the sky seems to be kind of falling around us that we need to cling to hope the most. We reach out and grab that hope in that tough time. It does, it's, when it, it's when it doesn't make sense. It's when, it's when we, we must look cheerfully in that moment at the future of our life and say, this too shall pass. You see, that very statement, this too shall pass, is anchored in speaking hope into your moment. You hear it? Somebody say it, this too shall pass. You ready? This too shall pass past. You just spoke hope into existence in your moment of life. How many times have I stepped into hospital rooms and I say, how, how you doing? And, and they start that, what, what they're going through in life, but they say, you know, a Christian says, but this too shall pass. They're speaking hope right there in their moment. They're speaking hope. And in other words, they're saying this, this is just a season, but what's on the other side of the season is greater than what I'm going through right now. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise right there in that. And you've got to hold on to hope, man. Don't you be a Christian and let go of hope. We need to talk more about hope in the church. We've got to talk about more hope in the church because you cannot lose hope. You can't lose hope. And it's a daily just as faith is and just as love is, hope is a something you've got to work and keep daily in your life. Look at the text. It says this, Romans 8, 23 through 25. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly. Hear it? As we wait eagerly. We groan, let's look at it close. We are the first fruits of the Spirit. He's talking to us, church. Groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. Oh man, I hear some hope up in there. For in this hope, what he just was speaking about, for in this hope, we were saved. Goodness gracious. Now hope that is, oh, you got to hear this. Now hope that is seen is not hope. Hear the eclipse? Hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? In other words, anybody, it's like, you don't need it there if you can see it. But if we have hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. 
In other words, we wait through the darkness. We wait through the eclipse. We wait through the earthquake because even though I can't see what's on the other side, I've got hope for what I cannot see. And in that, I've experienced in my Christian life patience in the process. Man, I hope that's speaking to you like it's speaking to me. So, I want you to think about something here. I want to unpack this for a minute. And that is this. Do you have faith only? Are you a kind of Christian? And granted, that law of average says there's going to be people in this room that have. They're just, they're, they're faith only Christians. Now, I'm going to try to unpack that and explain that. But they're faith only. Do you have faith only? And that kind of sounds like something we go, yeah, man, I got faith. And, and it's, it's, it's good. But what is faith? A faith is a belief that God is this great God. Amen? It's, it's this also. It's a belief and faith in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Believing in, in him and who he is. and He gave us this beautiful gospel of, I mean, you know, we could go the good news of the gospel. Believing in that. Having that doctrine, that faith, that, man, we got a hold of something. Amen? But that's not hope, that's faith. And I think I've been guilty at times of having a lot of faith and a little bit of hope. Now don't get me wrong, please, don't leave out of here and say, Pastor is preaching against faith. That doesn't do real good with Christianity, okay? Faith is a great thing to have, don't get me wrong. But what about hope? Well, where, where did get hope get lost in the conversation? Why is hope as not as big and a paramount in the church as faith is? Let's look at it. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says this. Check this scripture out. He says, three things will last forever. Everybody say the big three. Come on, say it with me. Say the big three. These are the big boys on the block, okay? He's saying these, these things are going to last forever. I mean, I know y'all are reading the rest of the verse, but just stay. The, the, these things are the big boys. These are the big three. Everything else is going to pass away, but these three are going to stand. These are the big three. You ready? He says their faith, their what? Faith, hope, and love. And then he, he pulls it out and he says, and the greatest of these three, so he, 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 he really shows us there's three biggies that are going to last and you've got to make sure they last in your own life. They got to be paramount to you. You need to spend time thinking, praying, developing all of these three, big three in your life. Faith, hope, and love. And then he says this. By the way, and the greatest of these three, let's single it down and, 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 and pull the three and let's take them down to one. And the greatest of these three is love. But tonight, when we look at these big three, we hear a lot about faith. I mean, it's, it's one of the key things probably we talk about in this church. Faith. It's in all different formats that we preach it. But we talk about faith. We talk about faith. And I'll tell you another thing we talk a ton about. And I'm throwing, I'm throwing 
there's no one else to blame but me. But I'm just, I want you to see this picture. We talk a lot about faith, build up your faith, courage you, leave you. Our songs are building up your faith. Everything's building up your faith. And then there's another part of these big three that we talk about. We talk about love all the time. All the time we spend about love. But what happened to poor old hope? What happened to it? Faith has never been in the big three. Let's look at them. In the big three and in your life, faith has never been probably the hugest struggle in your life. You kind of already believe that God is God all by himself. Amen? You don't really struggle with that. You, you may go through seasons when your faith is weaker and then times when it's stronger. I get that. And, 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 and I, I'm not discounting that, but we, we go through those times. There's, there's no doubt. But, but for the most part, even if I don't experience my healing when I pray, I still believe God can do it. Am I telling the truth? Even if you've walked through times and you laid hands and you prayed and it didn't happen, you still back up for the most part and say, he, it didn't come, it, it didn't seem to happen like I thought it was going to happen, but I'm going to tell you what, I, I know my God is real and my God can do anything. That, that's your faith speaking and, and that, that's, that's to be applauded. And for the most part, we have ups and downs in our love, but for the most part, we're pretty strong in love. We love one another. We love our families. And, and again, we have hiccups there, but, but for the most part, we, we love our brothers. We love our, we, we, we come together in unity. We, but what about hope, man? We rarely talk about it. We, 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 we it's been lost somewhere. And I'm kind of on a mission to bring it back. <laughs> we need hope. And the reason I've stayed this long on this section is this. If it's one of the top three, we got to make sure that it's the top three in our life. We got to have hope. And I'm going to just be quite honest with you. There's some of you hadn't smiled in like many weeks, but you still come to church. You got faith, you got love, but what's lost your smile is your lack of hope. Am I teaching to you? So, where's our hope? Did someone move it? I know it was around here somewhere. Let's find it. Let's find it. Let's find it. It's easy when things aren't going exactly how we imagine to lose hope or joy for our future. And it's just not the will of God. It's just not the will of God. I don't care what's happening in your life. And I don't say that ugly or rudely. Or, but I don't care what's happening in your life. The, love, the hope and joy of your soul has got to stay intact in your life. Can I, can I get an amen? amen? Proverbs 13 and 12 says this. Listen to this. You've heard this scripture many times. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Just a sick heart. It goes back to our Sunday stuff, doesn't it? It goes back to just, there's something sick about the heart. Can't figure out what it is. Hope deferred. No hope there. But a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Boy, is that a good scripture. Ooh, what a proverb. What a, what a, what a shot of wisdom. 
Read it with me. Would you do it? Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled, that's hope, is a tree of life. I don't know about you, and I think I can speak for you. I want a tree of life. Man, I want a tree budding in my life. I want their flowers and fruit and whatever. I, we got, I've got a little orange tree at my house right now. It's the cutest thing and the saddest thing all in one picture. I'm telling you. Because it's, it's, I, I went down uh, to the McKnight's house and they got this big, massive orange tree. If you saw theirs, mine does not look like that. Mine is about this tall and it is got more fruit on it than you can imagine. Now, that's a good thing, but it's this tall. It was this tall. That poor thing, it is hanging with fruit. I'm nervous when the mowing takes place because I just know they're going to take all my oranges off, and I'm trying to baby my oranges because the McKnight's won't give me any of theirs. That is just a joke. That's just being funny. But we're trying to, I'm trying to baby those things. But that's what I want our lives to look like. I want them to have so much fruit on them. And before that fruit come, there was a little flower that popped out on that tree. And where that flower popped out, I knew a fruit was coming. Because I'm about two years into this thing and I know with all things on orange trees. <laughs> Not really. But that thing is hanging. It's hanging on the ground with fruit. I want that in our lives. I want that tree. That thing, it may be little. The branches may not be real big. It doesn't look like it has great support, but baby, she's hanging in. And I got hope for some fruit coming in December. I got some hope coming after that first freeze, according to my buddy told me to pick them then. I, or that first cold front, whatever, I don't something. I got to talk to him again. But, but it's, it's, be, it's, it, it's beautiful, and yet it seems to be broken all at the same time. Dina says, you got to prop the thing up. It's, it's not going to make it, but it's hanging in, baby. It's hanging in. It's, it's hanging all right. But I think that's what, sometimes when we feel that brokenness, sometimes when we feel that we don't have the support we need, sometimes our little limbs don't seem like they can handle what we're currently going through. But when I've got hope fulfilled, the fruit, there's a tree of life and the longing fulfilled is a tree of life. There's fruit on that tree that I'm saying tomorrow's coming and I'm going to have me a sweet orange that I'm going to get to taste that's going to come from this. Can I just tell you, you can't say that unless you got hope. Amen? You can't look at the current circumstance. You can't look at right now. It looks broken down. It looks like it's not going to make it. It looks like anything could destroy it. But I tell you, inside it is on fire. Inside it has life. It inside it is doing something. It's doing a work. And I'm going to tell you something. Even though it's dark, there's a clip, there's an earthquake going on in your life, or you have seasons of that going in your life, let me tell you something. If hope is inside of you, running through the bark of that tree is life, and it's going to 
to get to that fruit and it's manifesting something beautiful in your life. Hang on, baby. Tomorrow's coming. Hang on. Sunday's coming. Hang on. There is something coming in your tomorrow. And don't you give up in your now. Amen? Don't you dare give up in your now. Don't you dare quit. Don't you dare quit. Don't you focus and spend all of your time on faith and all of your time on love, but you can't even get a smile on your face because your hope is completely gone. You need a healing in your hope. And I got to tell you, there is hope. Can you say it with me? It's the title of this series. Come on. There is hope. Now say it like you mean it. Ready? There is hope. Hope. Turn around and tell somebody near your spouse or somebody say, there is hope. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, how tragic would it be to believe that there is a God, that I believe all the stories of the Bible, that I believe He created the universe. I sing the songs, I read the poems, I read the Proverbs, I read the letters of the Bible, and to have all the faith in the world, but to not have any hope. We spend all of our time, and I'm not knocking the church, but I'm just giving you an example. We spend all of our time to our little kids feeding them all of the stories of the Word of God, which is beautiful. Amen? You've got to develop your faith. But do we develop their hope? Mom and dad in that home, they need to see hope in you. Boy, I feel in the Holy Ghost what I'm saying right now. You're doing a good job teaching faith. You're doing a good job teaching love. They need to see hope on your face. They need, to have, they need to hear hope in your marriage. Come on, I'm telling you the truth. They need to know mom and daddy going to be together till Jesus comes. You know what? That's hope. Come on, we've stolen so much hope from our children. I'm not trying to put guilt on you, but it's time for us to put hope back into our kids. Let them know everything's going to be all right. How do you know, mom and daddy? I don't know, but God's going to come through. Everything's going to be all right. I'm telling you, I was raised in one of the poorest homes you can possibly imagine. And I had no earthly idea we was poor. No, an earth, I had no clue. I mean, we was dirt poor. I had no earthly idea. We had a nice car. So I thought we, was, I thought we had money. I lived in an apartment and out in front of me I had a huge yard in front of the apartment. I thought I was really rich because we had the biggest yard in all of my youth group. Well, it was everybody's yard. But mom and dad, and, and I just could hug them for this, instilled in me hope. There were seasons and times I heard the conversations with them that they didn't think we knew when they didn't know how they was going to pay the next bill. And I watched them in the midst of all of that junk write the tithe payment. You can't do that unless you've got hope. You can't be on the bottom and still put God first unless you have hope. But mom and dad taught me. 
and they instilled it in me. And as a young boy, I didn't have nothing, nothing in the sense of trying to work my first few jobs and all that stuff. And they taught me to do those things and I started setting those patterns in my life. All those things were hope, trust, hope, believing in a God that was bigger than me. I need to serve something bigger than me. (laughs) And so I'm not here to, I'm I'm trying to not put guilt on you, you know that. I'm trying to instill, maybe you need a baptism of hope. Let God baptize you with hope. Grant Davis, I don't want to overly embarrass you tonight, but Grant has been through some dark days in your life through illnesses and sicknesses and all the things that that brings on. But a few months ago, in his darkest moment, he started making a turnaround, and I saw it the day it started happening. Hope came on his face. And I'm going to tell you, the same guy that had both cheeks down and struggling with all kind of things, I look back there tonight, and there's a smile on his face. He started his job yesterday. That he, that, you know, everybody, no way he can get a job from the things he's been through and the sicknesses and the, all the different illnesses and stuff that he wrestles with and his hips and different things through the, the, the chemo, right? Well, yeah. and, 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 and he started his job yesterday, man. He put that on Facebook, dude. I was so stinking proud of you, Grant. And, and, and you know why? But, I, but, but what I really am proud of more than, more than the is, is the hope that's back in you. The hope that's been restored. Because I'm going to tell you, man, when a man loses his hope, when a woman loses his hope, boy, you get miserable. It's, it's hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. But boy, when that hope starts coming back in, come on, can we, can we stand right now and just ask God to give us a baptism of hope? A baptism of hope in our marriage, a baptism of hope in our personal lives, in our job. Come on, Lord, I need you to baptize this place with a baptism of hope in Jesus' name. Lord, from the left to the right, the front to the back, God, give us a baptism of hope that restores uh, the joy of our salvation, God. Ah, thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. Somebody claim that in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody claim that. I claim hope in my life. I claim hope in my life. Amen? Hope, hope, hope. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Every Sunday morning, I'm in my office, and I'm wrapping up before I come out and start being pastor on the porch, shaking everybody's hands, which I absolutely love. Before I start doing that, I'm in my office, and I have my final wrap-up moments, and before I step out and getting all my acts together and getting the PowerPoint and getting it, my message transferred over to my iPad and wrapping up and saying my prayer and turning it over to God, and, and I get so stinking excited. It happens every Sunday morning. My pastor, Rex Johnson, told me a long time ago, he said, Nathan, if you ever lose that feeling, quit doing what you're doing. And that's not a feeling that's, that's coming from my adrenaline just keep getting up. That's the hope that what God has given me is going to change somebody's life. Is that all right? It's going to change somebody's life. And I'm going to tell you, by the grace of God, if I quit feeling that hope that what I'm going to preach on Sunday morning, I need to go sell shoes or something. I always say sell shoes. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just what comes out. 
go paint or something. But I'm so glad for hope. So glad for hope. Turn around to your neighbor and say, there's hope. Better hear it. There's hope. There's hope. I want you to just step out of the aisle and just come to the front. I am nowhere close to being finished, but just feel like I'm supposed to stop right here for just a minute. At least, at least stop this part. And I, I want you to step out and come around the front. The beauty of a series is we can just kind of catch up or pick up where we left off. But just, just come down here just a minute. Just step in. If you don't mind kind of scooting in close, I won't bite or spit on you. Just, just, just come in close, okay? It's coming close. That's awesome. That's awesome. Something beautiful about Wednesday nights, it's real intimate. You know, I, we took the question up, questionnaires from you guys and gals last week, and one of the things we kept hearing is that how much you love Wednesday nights. I, I heard that so many times, and that was so beautiful to hear how you love Wednesday nights, and I do too. And one of the things that so many of you said is I love the intimacy of Wednesday night. I want to keep that here. And I, I, I even, even right here where we're at, right here tonight, I want you to, we always pray for one another's faith. And we always pray in for one another's love. But I want to pray for one another's hope. Pray for one another's hope. And maybe you're on the mountaintop. And God's got you on a mountaintop for a reason because maybe somebody else is in a valley next to you. Somebody else is having a cliff. Somebody's having an earthquake. And that's the beauty of the church because God doesn't ever let us all be in the valley at the same time. It's part of the, being the, part of the body of Christ. And so I want you just to take a chance right now. Would you do that? Take a chance that when you stepped out of your eye and walked up here, that God had you stand by the person you were supposed to be standing by. You trust him that much? Well, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. You may be standing who you were supposed to be praying for. And so I want you to do this. Now, don't leave them hanging. Okay? But I want you to reach out and put your hand on someone else. And I want you to, with a burden, to start praying for their hope. Would you do that? Just do it. We'll, we'll, we'll just spend just a few minutes here. I'm early in this time, in this, but I just want us to just pray. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Ooh, I feel a holy presence of the Lord. Stir up, oh God. Stir up that hope within our lives. Stir up that hope within our spirit. Stir up that hope within us, God. God, it's not over. It's not finished. You're not finished with the church. You're not finished with Parkway. The best is yet to come. You're not finished with the lives of hearts of people in this room. You're not finished, God. They've got breath. We've got breath. We've got life. We have a calling. We have a passion. We have a desire. We have purpose. God, give us a fresh hope, fresh baptism of a holy hope sweep over every man, every woman. God, go into our student classes tonight and breathe hope. Breathe hope into our children. Breathe hope into our marriages. God, people on the peripheral of this church that are not really connected, but call this church their home. God, let them feel a, a power of hope come across them tonight. A power anchored in Jesus Christ and in the future that you have for them in the church of the living God. 
Hallelujah. God baptize this place with hope. God, I rebuke every oppression and depression. I rebuke everything that would bring and destroy down our hope. And God, give us hope for our tomorrows. Let us live our days with abundant beauty. God, do a work and do a miracle in this house, even as we pray. Let the anointing, God, right now break the hope, break the, the, the desire that the enemy would have in our life to destroy God. But let the anointing bring hope back. Let it break the yoke of bondage. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I claim in the authority and the power of the Lord. I claim it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord, renew our passion. Renew our hope for tomorrow. Renew it, Lord, in the Holy Ghost. Renew it in the Holy Ghost right now, God. Renew it in the Holy Ghost right now. In Jesus' name, can you throw your hands up and praise God for that hope that's just baptized you right now in this church? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, don't you leave here the same way you came. Don't you dare leave with that head down. Hallelujah, don't you dare leave with that head down. Lift your head and be encouraged by the Lord. There is hope, there is hope. There is hope. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There is hope. There is hope. Somebody say hope. hope. There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is in this place right now. He's here to encourage you, lift you up. Don't you quit dreaming. Don't you quit believing. Don't you give up. Don't you let down. God's got you. He knows all about it. And he's spoken to your life tonight. Amen. I, I had a, I probably got halfway through my message, but I got to where I was supposed to be, and I just felt like stopping. And I know it's early, but uh, but I want you to.